everybody, this is C.B. Baker with a special episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. And um, the reason why this is special is normally we record like one week ahead of schedule. But Governor Northam, Governor of Virginia, made an announcement yesterday that, hey, we're going to honor Juneteenth as a state-recognized holiday starting this Friday, which would be June 19th. This is huge news. So, um, I, Dr. Daniels, um, how did it make you feel when you heard about the announcement? Well, you know, it certainly um, demonstrates that he is a person of action. And so I was I was appreciative of that because, you know, oftentimes um, people want to do referendums. They want to, you know, do all these other kind of things rather than just take decisive action. And I think what Governor Northam did was recognize that, um, this is a time where we need uh, thinking reasonable people to make a, a broad statement, you know. And, and so he made a broad statement by saying, hey, listen, you know, um, Juneteenth is something that has, is recognized by other states, uh, has been recognized by other states for some time. Virginia has lagged behind because it is always, as a, a, a you know, laggard when it concerns uh, civil rights and things of that nature. Right. And so he decided to bring us into the 21st century. And I just I applaud him um, because it's just wonderful to see how, if you think about what people were trying to do to divide us and and and, and make us uh, go against him initially, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. fact that he you know did blackface and so forth and so on, all these kind right. of things. Um, which I've always said, you know, you know, what you do when you're in college and, and the pranks you do don't necessarily reflect, you know, what's in your heart. Right. And so his professional life always said that he was a person that, you know, that valued equity and equality. And, and, and this action, I think, seals the deal for me. Yeah. You know, you know, um, I didn't hear about Juneteenth until I went to move to Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved to Texas, and you know, here on the radio, Juneteenth celebration. I'm still like, oh, what is what is he talking about? Right. You know, like you know, you know cookouts and everything. It's like, what is, what is, is? And people had to like educate me on what it was. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. and and I and I would venture to say there probably are a lot of people. If if your state doesn't celebrate it. Right, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of uh, our our culture is not steeped in learning history. <laughs> right, you know? so maybe we need to um, first let people know what Juneteenth is, how it came about, because I would say, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, minimize uh, the intelligence, you know, of of our listening audience, but like you say, a lot of people just don't know where it came about from, you know, and, uh, um, you know. What we we know that Abraham Lincoln, you know, when he initially signed the um, Emancipation Proclamation, um, which indicated um, that um, all um, slaves in Confederate states were now freed, right? And and that was um, late um, uh, 1862, uh, and it was formally late, you know, I guess uh, implemented during early 1863, um, but. Um, the the uh, the timeline between it being actually put out there and Robert E. Lee um, surrendering to the North, um, he surrendered uh, in uh, I think it was January of um, 1865. 
So officially, at that point in time, if right. you were a slave in the South, you know, you, you were freed originally, but if you were in the South, you know, you still had to deal with the Southern, you know, right. army. But uh, now, now it was official. You were freed. But because they didn't have radio, they didn't have all right. the other things, a lot of the individuals in the eastern part of the country, they took their slaves and went to Texas. And, and so because, you know, the, the news was slow, there weren't a lot of uh, federal troops from the north in Texas. Right. And so they took the, you know, the, the, the population of slaves grew uh, up to a quarter of a million <laughs> almost overnight in Texas. Right. And, um, and, and then um, uh, I think his name was Granger, uh, Gordon Granger, I think was a general, that when he finally got to Texas, uh, to tell people that you are free was, you know, June 19th. Um, and so being slaves, they just called it Juneteenth right. because for them, they didn't know what 19th was for many of them. And, and so that for them was their really emancipation. And so uh, from that following year, it was celebrated mostly in churches because even though they were freed, um, the general, uh, he, he told them they were free, and which is an interesting, to me, interesting part of it. He told them they were free, but they still couldn't leave. <laughs> you know? He said to them in his statement that you're free, however, don't leave your domicile. Right. The, your, your status changes. And so now rather than you being a slave and that's being your master, now you are an employee and that's your employer. And he said to them that we're not going to support you all if you are idle. You know, and so if you become a vagrant, we're not going to support you. And so he, they, they didn't even guarantee him safe travel to the north. Um, and, and for valid reasons, I guess, because the irony of it is the northern slaves still weren't free. Right. You know, it didn't affect. They weren't officially freed until December of the same year, uh, you know, when the 13th Amendment, you know, right. uh, uh, came into being. So it's interesting when you think about the history of it, uh, that there were people that were free but were still in slavery. And then when they was officially free from slavery, their wages were so low, they were still in slavery. <laughs> right, right. So that's, that's like you said, the history and brief history in a nutshell, which you can easily cover in school, you mm -hmm. know, in, in one day, you know, one class. But they don't, you know, no. they just, uh, they don't even cover it in college. You have to literally have to take an African-American history class yes. um, to get that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, well, when I was in high school, you know, African-American history was just, you know, really becoming the thing, you know, in the 70s. It was right. like, you know, we, were, we were red, black, and green then. <laughs> right, so, right, right. So that's when, you, you know, if you were black and you didn't take African-American history, at least in the school I went to, it, you, know, you know, what's wrong with you? Right. right? And my, home, my homeroom teacher happened to be the teacher that taught African-American history. And so uh, for me, it was a no-brainer, you know, take it. Right now, I didn't take it because I really wanted to know African American history because I thought I already knew it. Right, but what I found out was, um, all I knew about was, um, you know, George Washington Carver and Booker T. Washington. Right, <laughs> I didn't know about all the other great things. But I'm just again, so you know, I'm I'm so glad we are celebrating the holiday of Juneteenth, and in fact, um, I'm I'm telling my staff that we're going to celebrate it even before it goes into law, uh, because I think it's something that we all need to do. And I think moving forward, we as a culture, just like we celebrate the 4th of July, we need to, we need to make this an official celebratory thing for families. And, and I, I think it ought, also ought to be a time when we tell of our history. 
you know, so as right. we, because so, that's what originally what it was like, you know, you, as you said, you sat around, you ate food, you, you know, great cookouts and all those right. kind of things. But we need to tell people about our history because most of our family members don't even know our history. Right. You know. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm going to ask you a question. What would your response be to a person that, or the, what I call the internet trolls that's out there mm-hmm. that want to pit July 4th against Juneteenth and say, um, why do you need Juneteenth when you have July 4th? Well, to me, it's an easy answer uh, because we celebrated the independence of the United States from England while blacks were still slaves. Right. So we were still in bondage. So, and and even, you know, Juneteenth is, is I guess, really representative of when we were free. Because as we know, as you know, as you pointed out earlier, we know that on the East Coast, they knew early on that, you know, Lee had surrendered. Right. And in the northern states, they, you know, if you own slaves in you were in northern states, and some people, you know, probably, there are several people that didn't realize that there were northern states that had slaves too. If you own slaves in the northern states, you still were able to keep your slaves. Now, some people probably released them, but you right. were still able to keep them until, de- you know, until December of the same year, until the 13th Amendment was officially, you know, um, sanctioned, signed into law. Um, so, I, you know, I, to me, if they say they don't want to do Juneteenth, because I can get it. Maybe you're saying, well, you have one official holiday in June, another official holiday in July that we're going to celebrate, you know, nationally or statewide. But we still have official holidays we do the same, you know, like we have, we have November and we still have December holidays. So if you don't want to celebrate it in June, I would say we still should celebrate it, but maybe we should celebrate it in the actual month that um, either, either Robert E. Lee surrendered or the month when it was signed, you know, by the president, right. uh, Lincoln at that time. So I think it has to be celebrated. The question just is when, what, what official day should we set aside to say, this is the official day when we recognize, you know, when, you know, all black slaves were emancipated. Right. You know, and, and the thing that kind of bothers me with, and I get the internet troll thing. I, 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 I get it. But what I don't understand is that's something that you really shouldn't troll unless you are flat out just racist. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you be against the freedom of people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I can get, I can wrap my, I've heard um, this one. I can't think of the guy's name, famous white supremacist that talks about, you know, white supremacy and mm-hmm. you know what they're afraid of. And he had a real, you know, deep conversation with, with another black person about, you know, about things. Mm-hmm. I, I can wrap my head around his thought process. Right. But what I can't wrap my head around is you in total agree. Like you're, want people mm-hmm. to be enslaved. That's the part that I, you cannot, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a God fearing person and go to church, right. hear about Pharaoh and Israelites mm-hmm. and come out of that thinking having slaves is okay. Oh, absolutely. I would say, you know, there's, I don't think there's anything in the Bible any, you know, whether you Old Testament scholar, New Testament scholar, 
I don't know how you could say that, especially if you're a Christian. Right. I don't know how you can say you believe in Jesus Christ as your personal savior as well. You know, right. when you think about how how he looked at the people who were poor, you know, and how he he was a defender of them and how he right. talked about them, you know, and so and how he said that we are our brother's keeper in a sense, you know, that we have to be doing those kind of things. We have to be lifting people up. Um, you know, the the only argument, I should say the only argument, the argument that I've heard from um, um, uh, people who are in the majority, the white folk, about keeping Juneteenth that I can somewhat, I won't say agree with, but I can accept it as a valid thing to say, is when they say we don't need another holiday because it costs them money. You know, but see, that only applies to the business owner. Right. Right. If you got a, if it's a paid holiday, right. then, you know, it's costing you money to have another paid holiday. Because that's the same argument they use for Model the King Day. You know, right. that we don't want to have another paid holiday, you know, right. that kind of thing. Um, I mean, and, you know, and that to me is a, you know, it's kind of fickle argument, but okay, I can kind of buy it a little bit. But I'm with you. If, if, that, if, if, if you're not an employee, if you're not a business owner, then you have no argument. Right. You right. know, you just have none. It doesn't impact you. Yeah. You know, if you are a farmer, right, it doesn't impact you at all. No, it doesn't. You know, if you work at McDonald's, it doesn't impact you, except it gives you a day off. You ought to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you work in a hospital as a nurse, you ought to be happy. You know, so if you are uh, uh, white and you happen to be, a white nationalist, or you happen to be a a, a white uh, supremacist, you know you ought to be uh, voting every day for every holiday because it benefits <laughs> you. Right. So you ought to be saying, "Yeah, we're gonna celebrate uh, emancipation or, or Juneteenth. Give you an extra day to get in your pickup and uh, have a good time." <laughs> well, I, I tell you like this: as a business owner, I would tell them, like I told the Jehovah's Witness that was trying to get Christmas off. <laughs> you going to work? It's <laughs> like you don't want to take nothing. You don't want to celebrate nothing. Where the people who do need to be off, and then you could go work. That's right. I mean, if you don't want to, it's your choice whether or not to celebrate it or not. Right. You know, that's the way I look at it. It's yeah. It's it's crazy. You know, the one thing I don't want them to do though. I'll say this because I want the holiday. I don't want them to try to do for this holiday what they try to do for Martin Luther King's holiday. Yeah. You know, don't tell me to go to work. Yeah. Don't tell me this is a day that I ought to volunteer. Yeah. Don't tell me this is a day to do all those kind of things. If you want me to volunteer, give me a volunteer holiday. Make yeah. make it a day that you know yeah. is volunteer day where everybody just volunteer their time. But don't yeah. give me a holiday and tell me to go to work. So, you you know, know, but the NFL is the one that screwed up the Martin Luther King day. Because it fell right after Super Bowl, which was perfect. Because nobody really wanted to go to work after Super Bowl. You've been up, you've been up all night. You know, mm-hmm. you watch the game. You don't. Okay, I don't want to have to go to work. And then NFL added two more games and then pushed everything out. Well, and, well, I, I know. And I don't get me wrong. I love, I love Obama's presidency. You know, but him and his wife had a big. You know, they they were a part of that push. Yeah. You know, to say well, we ought to take this as a day to, to to contribute to improving society, as Michelle Obama, you know, put it. 
and of course, her husband echoed that sentiment. And again, I love both of them, and I think that the sentiment is I'm, I'm okay with it, but uh, not on my holiday. You know, right. um, if, if a holiday to me is not a time to work, a holiday to me is a time to celebrate. Now, if they just said celebrate, and let me throw this out there too for all my friends, because I know them, I'm going to get some blowback on this one right here. Um, I want to do the same thing on Martin Luther King Day and on Juneteenth that I do on other holidays, okay? So uh, if I do, I know originally churches were celebrating Juneteenth. If the church does celebrate Juneteenth, I, I, I don't want it to be a day where we just all gather around and sing hymns and, and right. cry and boo-hoo. No, let's have a cookout and have a good time. Right. That's what we want to do. You know, it's, it's almost like even on Martin Luther King Day, you know, Martin Luther King Day, by the time you have, you know, I'm invited to four or five Model the King Day services. <laughs> right. You know, right. where you know, where, where you know, somebody's preaching or somebody's reading his, you know, his I have a dream speech, or somebody's trying to, you know, go through his letters from the Birmingham jail and you know, then they want now let's go in the community and pick up some trash and this kind of thing. It's a holiday for me. You right. know, a holiday. So no, I don't want to, you know, take away from the holiday spirit. I want to celebrate. You know, because I celebrate my freedom by having a day when I can do everything that's enjoyable to me. You yeah. know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. You know, and also with Juneteenth is, honestly, it should be celebrated the way July 4th is celebrated. Absolutely. It's the, it's the time, the date that America as a whole was supposed to wake up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still somewhat sleep, mm-hmm. but that was a date that, like, okay, Everything should be working out good starting today. Right. And that is the one thing you can culminate a lot of stuff as Americans mm-hmm. and as, especially as African-Americans. You know, um, the unfortunate thing is I've been on Amazon all week trying to find red, black, and green stuff to wear on Friday. <laughs> and all of it is not, none of us coming in before <laughs> June 19th. Before right. Right. So, but what are your plans to do f- on Friday? Uh, I plan to celebrate. Uh, I'm I'm taking some time off from the church, so you know I'm going to be celebrating out of town on on Juneteenth, right. unless something happens extraordinary. Uh, I'm going to be cooking out and <laughs> celebrating. I feel you. You know, like like that. Um, you know, you know, I, I you know when you mentioned the NFL. You know, and let me say this, and the NBA, those are two organizations that really need to celebrate Juneteenth. <laughs> Definitely. You know? And college, and college sports, and too. Co- right. They <laughs> right. need to really celebrate Juneteenth because they benefited tremendously by Juneteenth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, when you think about the billions of dollars that, that they earn, they earn you know, primarily, you know, I, I think Goodell finally admitted it. That if it was not for black players, the NFL would fold, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so they ought to be all for celebrating it. You know, maybe maybe they ought to have just one day where all all sports, you know, you just get in for free. <laughs> you know, that on Juneteenth, we're going to have a special preseason game and you get in for free. But, you know, what's crazy is – Major League Baseball will do things like that for Jack and Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they don't really get enough credit some in yeah. my in my book for the things that they have done for di- diversity things. 
you know, some of it was they had to because they, they was, you know, getting players from the Dominican, mm-hmm. you know, and Cuba, but they weren't supposed to be here. Right. You know, so they had to do, the, you know, they had to go, you know, uh, ahead of the curve a little bit. Mm-hmm. And NBA, of course, is doing, you know, great things. The NFL right now is the one that's lagging, mm-hmm. but it's, it's finally, you know, woke up and said, okay, yes. it's, it's time for us to um, get on board. Now, next question. Um, Colin Kaepernick, I know this is not about it's June 10th, but I got a little time, so I'm going to ask you. Do you think Colin Kaepernick should sign if he is offered a contract to play in the NFL? That's a difficult question uh, because we know that it would just be a um, token signing, you know. Um, now, but by the same token, if they give him a guaranteed minimum, right, then I would take the money. Uh, the, the likelihood of him starting, I think, is slim and is ver- extremely slim. I can't – I mean, are there several teams that he should start on? I would say yes. But three years out of the league, you know, I, I just – you know, you got to be an, an exceptional person. Right, he ain't Michael Vick. Right, you know, yeah. I don't – you know, whether he is or not, I don't know. But I'm just saying, you got to be exceptional. And even Michael Vick's, Michael Vick's skill set deteriorated, you know. Yeah. You know, it's not like he came back and was the same Michael Vick he was in Atlanta. Right. You know, uh, and, and he got beat up quite a bit when he got to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, uh, if, if I were him, would I come back? Uh, I, don't know how much money, I don't know how much money he got in the settlement, um, but if I had enough money in the settlement, I would not come back. Uh, I personally would not. Um, but, you know. If I didn't, because if you come back, what may happen is you lose all those other endorsement deals that you are, you know, riding high on right now yeah. that you got by not being in the NFL. If you come in the NFL and, and your your skill has diminished, so therefore you're no longer, you know, high enough in, people, in the fans' eyes you know, you lose some, you know, endorsement deals. Now, if, if you come in and, and you get sacked three or four times and you your interception to touchdown rate is like, you know, two interceptions per touchdown, yeah, uh, your, your value right. is right. going right. to sink dramatically. Because one thing that didn't help out Muhammad Ali was when he came back, even though he lost the first fight back against Joe Frazier, he went on to keep winning after right. that. You yes. know, right. He was His skill set was still there. What we don't know is whether or not, you know, Kaepernick can actually. Right. There's only a, there's not a, lot, there's not a whole lot of Muhammad Ali's. No, it's not. You know, that can come back the way he came back. Uh, and you still saw the rust, like you said. Right. The first fight with Joe Frazier, even though he, the fight's up to Joe, you know, I mean, he was still, he was the old Muhammad Ali in a sense. Right. But. but the first fight with Joe, you know, Joe, <laughs> Joe clocked him a couple of good times. Right. And um, he, um, he wasn't the float like a butterfly kind of guy that he was before. before he left. Right. All right, so we're out of time. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in for this special edition of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Peace. <laughs>